ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sugg. With me, as always, my brother, Emery Ogletree II. What's going on, Trey? My brother, what's good? I'm loving these playoffs, man. I am loving it. It's the conference finals. We are now 3-0. I think they said at the end of the last broadcast, never before has there been two sweeps um, in the conference finals in the same year. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely looking forward to see which team can can uh can step up. Um so let's start with the Eastern Conference since that's the game that just ended. The Celtics, man. I haven't seen a team quit like that in a must-win situation really since earlier this season or this playoffs when Phoenix quit. Um <laughs> that got Monty fired. Uh, what was your take on this game, man? Well, like you just said, I mean they quit. And I think the biggest thing for me was I was just shocked because the name on the front of the jersey. I never imagined I'd see the day a Celtics team quit. The Celtics. I mean, if you really consider yourself a student of the game, as I like to think myself to be, and just the history of this league, I found myself thinking, you know, we talk a lot about the Heat culture and what they're about. But if you think about it, the Heat culture isn't nothing but this generation's Celtic culture. Mm-hmm. The Celtic culture is built on that. Playing hard, competing, you know, never quitting. You know, I, 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 like you were sitting here talking about, you know, this deficit they found, found they find themselves under. I mean, being down 2-0 coming into the series, you think they have more fight and to just lay down the way they did to this Miami team. And it just made me think about, you know, again, the Celtics of old. If you go back to the 68-69 uh, Russell's last championship, I mean, they were already on their last leg. No, they were the old Celtics. No, Russell didn't have it anymore, but they basically fought and clawed their way to the NBA Finals to find themselves tied 3-3 against Chamberlain, Baylor, West, and the rest of the Lakers. And, you know, and for those who don't know the story, you know, Sam Jones came across a flyer about what was to be after, you know, the predicted Lakers victory. And he took it to, you know, Bill Russell. Talking about how the USC band was supposed to play Happy Days Are Here Again and the balloons were up and the Raptors, all this stuff. And Bill Russell sat there and he told his squad because he was a player coach at the time. He took it personal saying, we know that they're a great basketball team, but today we're going to see how good they are at track and field. So we're going to run them up and down the court. So obviously, long story short, they go on to win that game. Russell goes on to win his 11th championship. The balloons stay up in the Raptors. They took it personal. You know, the fight, the will to compete. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll flash forward because I don't take too much time. Flash forward to Larry Bird in 81 when they were down 3-1 to the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Down 3-1. And came back winning the next three straight. Yeah. Like I said again, I never would have imagined with the storied history name of the Celtics on your chest. That's, that's what just makes me believe that this team – doesn't truly appreciate the name on the front. There's a reason why you're one of the two greatest franchises in the history of this league. There's a responsibility that comes with it. And for you to lay down, like this is the worst playoff defeat in the history of the Celtics. Yeah. It was it I was mean, wild. And all I can do is just tip my hat to the heat. Yeah. I, I had to know uh send out a tweet on my uh, Twitter account. Like, going back to November, when Jimmy sat there and said, look, man, we're going to win the championship. And I just said, I was like, this is back in November when they were 2-5. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, nobody took him seriously because nobody was feeling the heat. 
And the one thing I would never do, as long as Jimmy Butler plays for the Heat, I'll never sleep on them. They can look bad. They can look, you know, out of whack. But I will never sleep on them. And what I'm seeing right now, don't tell me Jimmy Butler's not a Hall of Famer. No, he's in the Hall. Don't tell me he's not. He's in there. Don't tell me. It's a lot. It was a lot before this season. I'm with that. But I mean, for sure now, Jimmy Butler's a Hall of Famer. Without, without question. I don't hear analytics or nothing. Jimmy Butler is a Hall of Famer based off a lot of the questionable inductions I've seen here over the last five years, if not longer. Jimmy Butler better get in. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I'm so torn right now. I love breasts, but man, Jimmy, Jimmy's like my one B right now. I'm like, man, are you one A now, Jimmy? See, Jimmy's always been one of my guys. I mean, he he's 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 a bull. He's one of them dudes that even when he left the Bulls, the Bulls fans still love Jimmy. They still show Jimmy love no matter which jersey he come in and take him on against. Jimmy don't get booed because they know like Jimmy's one of like that's our dude. Um, I love Jimmy. And I think I saw, I think it may have been Bomani who said that the best player on any team that's made it to the finals, not just won the finals, the best player on the team that's been to the finals has made it to the Hall of Fame except for Jalen Rose, who was the best player on that one Pacers team that year. But Reggie is in the Hall of Fame. But everybody else, the best player on any team that's been to the finals has made it to the Hall. But um, regarding the Celtics, I'm not upset that they lost. Like, you can lose and be down 3-0. But the fact that they quit is what was so jarring. Like, you can, your shot cannot be going in because they, they didn't shoot that well. I, I get that. But, but there was shots anyway. Yeah, but it's like the lack of of trying. There was no, there was no heart. There was no, no like, hey, let's dive on the loose ball. Let's let's get you know, let's do this. You can still lose the game, and still show fight. They just, they threw the white flag up early in the second, and then early. like, <laughs> and, we're done. And, and you know, and somebody uh. You know, actually, um, I was uh, corresponding with my man Shukri Wright. Shout out to my man Shukri. And, you know, he was in a conversation, and somebody mentioned, like, you know, they, you know, Missoula needs to be fired, and they bring in a new head coach. And I was like, look, man, even if Missoula wasn't your head coach, this team still would have been who it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was sitting there saying, you know, basically based off of last year, well, Eme had them here even when they were at, you know, this point of season, 18, 21. I was like, no, no, so you don't understand what I'm saying. I was like, the bottom line is that E-May situation is E-May situation. E-May's gone. But I said, but coaches create cultures, but players keep them. Coaches create a culture, but players keep them. Mm -hmm. And I said, and this team, although the circumstances were truly unique, under which we find ourselves under a coach, they find themselves under a coach Missoula now. But the bottom line is this. You knew what you did last season. You realized there was unfinished business. You know, I always go back again to my college career because, again, it just it, it just brings back memories of it. As a, one of my freshman year, when I came into a, a, a team, a, a culture that was being created by this coach, of just trying to be like the upper tier teams in our conference, let alone the nation, we were just trying to be like them in the beginning. 
By the time my senior year came around, we basically were the standard. And the issue I had with him was he went on and got caught up in his own sauce, started smelling himself, and forgot what got us there. Because the perks of his success, based on what we achieved up to that point, start paying him off, start getting that attention. But for me as the player, I'm sitting there saying like, yo, the standard for me hasn't changed. As a player, I'm trying to keep the culture of the fact of I remember where we were when this started. Sure, I love the success we had, but I've never been satisfied because there was always still something more to do. If I didn't have a title under my belt, then why am I satisfied? And if I had a title under my belt, I want another one. These players knew that. Now, I'm not trying to give Missoula a pass when it comes to these players. Because he was an assistant coach on that team. And I feel like at the same time, clearly he's not put, he hasn't put his identity on his squad enough. I said it. They need to have a coming to Jesus moment this offseason. Yeah. I don't give a damn about the, you know, the max cut. Forget all that. The money's gonna be whatever the money is. But what difference does the money make if we don't have an identity of what we're gonna do from here? Like I said, eBay's in Houston now. And right now, we're looking at the Celtics on the precipice about to be swept. After just being in the NBA Finals last year, and we're going to say this, what, blame on the fact, oh, well, because since E-May wasn't here, we couldn't get it done? But speaking for myself, I never gave a damn who my coach was. I expect to win no matter what. Whoever's coaching me, you better come on and get on board. That's why I mentioned again, well, I took issue with that college coach of mine who started smelling himself. Said, dude, you lost sight of what brought us here. Get your head out your ass and let's get back to work. But unfortunately, things didn't work out that way for us. And it's looking the same way with the Celtics right now. Mm-hmm. I said, to sit up there and throw the white, you don't realize like you're down too old. Yeah, Al Horford was sitting there you know, on the bench as the veteran player trying to hype everybody up. But at the same time, you know what? And I love Al. I love the way he plays. But at some point or another, I said, this is where I get the problem with stars, too. You know how I feel about stars. Because mm-hmm. I've been a star, and I play with, quote, unquote, stars. And the issue I've always said I had with stars when I was the role player, if you didn't play harder than me, I didn't give a damn if you were a star or not. My biggest regret to this day when I think about my playing career was being too damn coachable. If I could do it all over again, the hell I would raise. I couldn't be a role player on the Celtics. Like I said, Grant Williams, to me, I don't see how nobody didn't get on board with that dude after game two. Right. How do you not get on board with that? The only one who was willing to fight. Oh, but my stars, at least they got their stats. At least they get their notoriety. I'm looking around like, well, damn it. Are we trying to win the series? Come fight. <laughs> you want to get the ball. Of course you want to get yours. It's designed for you to thrive. But what good does that do us if we lose it? Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. Like, so they ain't need to hear from Al Horford. They need to hear from Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, somebody had the heart to actually be a leader. As I used to tell my players all the time when I coached, 
was like, be careful about wanting to be the captain, especially with me. See, if you just want the title of leader, captain, just for the show, so people can say, oh, that's the captain. So from the public perception, that makes you the important one? The hell out of here. See, with me as the coach, oh, you're the captain? That means I'm in your ass. See, I can't go on the floor and play with you. But I know I'm giving you everything I can to go out there and get it done. And if we're not getting it done, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at the role players. I'm looking at the bench. Aren't you the star? Mm-hmm. Aren't you the one who's supposed to be carrying the weight? And we'll get to this guy, but that's my pet peeve with you-know-who. Mm-hmm. Over here in L.A. It's pacifying. Why we keep getting all these... What's the point of being a star if you aren't willing to take on the load? One moment, you're supposed to be one of the best players in the world, and now we still find ourselves, we down 3-0. Best player in the world? I tell you, couldn't be me in one of them locker rooms. Somebody be ready to fight me. And at the same time, I'll be looking like, yeah, we can go, but where's that same damn fight we were playing? You want to swing on me, but out in that court, I can't find none of this. Where's that same damn fight? Thank you, man. I love Jimmy Butler. His his jersey's bought ASAP. <laughs> Ain't no, I'm serious. I am so serious. His jersey is bought ASAP. My sons will get his jerseys too because he's exactly the kind of player that if my boys play ball, that I want them to play like. So I, I buy jerseys off of players who I know compete. Not just because they're popular and people like them and all this other crap. If I'm going to put my boys in a jersey, I'm going to put them in a jersey of somebody I know that only displays, just not only highlights, but they live up to the fact that they want to come and compete. Give me mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler all day. Jimmy is a straight wheel. He wills it. Like, he ain't got the best jumper. He ain't got the best handles. He ain't even got the best D. But he will put it all on the line and, and make you work for everything. And you'd be amazed that sometimes that's all it takes. That's it. Hell, you were part of my journey. You were part of the journey with me. You weren't mm-hmm. there every step, but you were part of basically everything I did. Uh, you know for a fact, I wasn't always the best. There were cats who were better than me, whether it was on the block or even going through the school. Only just with me and a lot of them is that, damn it, I'll, I'll work every one of you. That's it. I'll go to war with every one of y'all. There's no quitting me. Let's just go. You're going to beat me. You got to you gotta earn this. You better be willing to go through everything I'm willing to go through. Something break, something break. If I bleed, I bleed. Are you willing to do the same thing? You hit me, I'm damn sure going to hit you back. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do? And again, the Miami Heat culture of today is just nothing. It's basically just a reincarnation, a reinvention of what the Celtic culture was built on. Yeah. It is. It's in a new generation and a new team. Like I said, but we want to sit here and hang our hats and get passes because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in with the Celtics. I mean, the only circumstances that just had like a, you know, some off the court stuff, not with a player, 
just with a coach. Like, they are healthy. They are, like, one of the most healthiest teams in the league. Oh, please understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I give them, I'm giving them pass. No, oh, yeah, not, I know. I'm, I'm just you. saying, I'm just saying, but that's the excuse. And they are they are down 3-0 to a Heat team that is down arguably their third best player. And even Kevin Love went out today early. With all, with all, with all due respect, I never really cared. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he gets better soon. And I, he I, he is a he is a contributing factor to the team. But I wasn't that bothered by the fact that Tyler Hero went down. Me neither. It just it just did. It just really didn't ruffle my feathers. I know what Tyler Hero, Hero can do, and I know it could be a benefit to have him. But I got to tip my hat to Duncan Robinson. That dude stayed ready. Stayed ready. But that's stayed what they do. Ready. That's what they do. That's what you're supposed to do. Because you never know when your number's going to get called. And even though it seems like a snowball's chance in hell. But the fact of the matter that it gets called, you have to stay ready. And my hat, my respect goes, that dude stayed there. I never knew reason to think that Duncan Robinson still couldn't shoot. Right. Okay, you lost your spot. It happens. You lost your spot. You lost your minutes. Okay, but you're still there. And this dude has showed up. He's reminded everybody why he got that big deal in the first place. <laughs> He's reminded everybody else why. Huh, don't sleep on me. Leave me open to see what happened. <laughs> not just that. Hey, don't get it twisted. Hey, Miami better not, don't sleep on this cat. Let him walk if you want. I know he's still got a little bit more on his deal left, but don't get it twisted. This dude has earned his respect again. Oh, yeah. I said, so when Hero went down, I'm like, well, they still got Duncan Robinson, don't they? And he more than lived up to my head. I'm like, yep, that's him. There he is. And the fact everybody likes to bring up the fact that Miami has seven undrafted players. See, because I, I, I come from being the underdog. So that's why I guess that's why I know I love Miami so much. Because I was a damn underdog. I still keep the mentality of an underdog. I, I, I can't help it. I just that's where I come from. Until you understand that in the end, it's the underdog who really has the advantage. See, have all the hype, have all the press you want. See, as that underdog, see, I got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to beat me. I'm a number Remember? Everybody's ready to just handpick you to go to the finals. Who are we? We were just in a playing game. Damn near one game for being out of the playoffs completely. We weren't even supposed to be here. All you have to do is come out here and beat us. And these cats looked at them undrafted, seven of them, and said, let's go. Yeah. Max contract. <laughs> if you get a max, what should I get? Hey, come on, shoe deal. Like, <laughs> let's get this. All of all of the above. These cats, <laughs> again, respect to Coach Spolstra, respect to Coach Riley. <laughs> the man said back in November, in November, that we're gonna win the effing championship. And nobody took him seriously. And it's not somebody I didn't take him seriously. I just knew that Jimmy meant. And I always, and like I said, I was like, when these dudes get, if they, I expect them to get in the playoffs. I was like, when these cats get in the playoffs, I can't sleep on them. Whether it was Milwaukee, whether it was Boston, I was like, whoever gets Miami is going to be a dog fight. And once they got Milwaukee, I was like, Milwaukee, I don't feel good for you. 
And once they got through Milwaukee, I was like, oh, man, they're going to get the Knicks. Easy. But then when they got to the Celtics, I was like, okay, I thought we were going to get a fight here. And we have, man, <laughs> not even anything remotely close. Well, I shouldn't say remotely close. But this, this game right here, <laughs> we, did, we just prepping the body. Yeah. The, they, the, pulled, the, the, they pulled their card today. The, the, view, the viewing is on Tuesday. Yes. Followed by the burial. I hope so. Let's just put them out there, Miss. With. I said, there's just certain things that, again, analytics cannot tell you. And this right now is just showing me right now that the Miami Heat, the bottom line, wants it more. Yes. Something, however you want to spill it, clearly has some soul searching to do. Somewhere in between complacency and somewhere be- between desire. In there, the Celtics got to figure out what it is that they want. It's not I'm giving Missoula a pass. Like, bro, you in the big seat now. You the responsibility. Y'all went to the NBA Finals last year. This is a step mm-hmm. back. So why E-Man ain't no, there no more? I bet your ass come back next year. You better put your identity on this team. I mean, he had a whole year to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with you. But I, like I said, I'm I'm not speaking from any inside source or fact. It's just my personal feeling. Due to the circumstances by which he got this job, I just believe his approach, he just, uh, there's just something about him that just made me feel like he just never quite really felt comfortable in that role. Like he was the coach in, you know, in display, obviously, but internally, I just never felt like he really was that. Now, obviously, you can't be e Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Mm-hmm. But I think I said on our last episode when you and I were talking, it's one thing. There are, there are very few assistant coaches I had, and it's not disrespect to them, that I ever would have looked at, that had they moved to the big chair, that, yeah, they would have to do it over again. They would have to really earn my respect. Because, I'm sorry, there's one thing about you being an assistant coach than being a head coach. The only one person I can say would have had to deal with my former mentor, Calvin. Because Calvin actually helped, you know, obviously lay the foundations for my game. So if Calvin would have became a head coach, it would have been nothing to me. But any other, you know, assistant coach I had after that, it's just like, well, I never saw you in that light. You were always the side guy. Now you're the main guy. What are you going to do that's so different? Mm-hmm. Make, make me respect you. I like you. There's a difference liking somebody. And at the same time, respecting them in a certain position. We can always still like you, but at the same time, it doesn't help Missoula if that team is still looking at him as the assistant coach, even though when he's the head. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is look at Marcus Smart, read in between the lines some of the comments he made about him. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You could just tell. I'm sorry. Just, just to me, there's still the vibe of you looking at him as an assistant coach when he's the head. And that's on Missoula to step up and basically put his imprint on his team, his expectations on his team. Right now, there's nothing else left to say. You're down 3-0. Yeah, it's a wrap. If I'm Missoula, you know, like I say, he seems pretty complacent. I mean, he tried to get a little, what, fired up in, what, game two? You know, he got a little riled up and everything. But sometimes I think that was just for show because there are coaches like that who like to get all riled up. I like they're mad when they're, you know, you, you can tell phony when you see one. 
And when I seen him in Zula do it, I'm like, okay, Chief, you, you ain't been like that all year. Now all of a sudden you're like this now? Mm. Like, no, no, like, excuse, excuse me. I don't I don't quite believe you. <laughs> right. Let me go out there and get a technical real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And again, I, and because I, I feel bad, because you know, obviously I, I love Al Horford. I mean, but let's be real, time's running down on Big Al. Mm-hmm. That's why he was so impassioned. He know he ain't got maybe like two years most. Hey, I'm not saying my man still can't can't help can no contribute, but I mean, <laughs> bottom line is that you you closer towards the end you are to the beginning, fam. So obviously he wants to make the most of this opportunity. But I said, especially if it's Al, and again back to Jalen and Jason. Okay, what are you gonna do now? Yeah, you get your bag. So what? That's a Celtics name on your front. These cats live for the banner. Sure, you beat Larry Bird's record and everything else. That's all nice and fine. These cats truly live for the banner. There's certain teams you can just you can't go to, and it not be about the banners. Yeah, Celtics they play for championships all day long. Lakers. I mean, honestly, to be respectful, is if you go to the Lakers and the Celtics, it better be about them banners. All due respect, your Bulls, y'all ain't had one since Mike left, as I told you you wouldn't. No, it's about competing with them right now. They they need to show fight. So, right now, Boston, like I said, I'm just ready for them to go. I'm ready for them to go. I'm ready to go see Miami go, go to this finals. And... <laughs> We're, we're, we're about to jump into the like the other side of this. <laughs> it, let's say it, emotionally, I know I want the Heat to win. Emotionally, I do, and I'm not going to sell them short. I'm not going to say to that they can't win. I just I, let's say again, I, we'll, we'll just have to see. But I, I'm I'm really just so impressed with Miami right now. You know this, I, and and this also for me, I think this would be a a very impressive feather in the cap for Coach Fulstrom if he wins this title too. Because he could finally, I guess, get away from the stigmatism of those two titles he won with that big three. Mm -hmm. I think there, there are still those behind closed door who say, well, yeah, you won, but look who you had, D-Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh, and of course, you know, the array of the other people on that roster. Of course you won two out of four. Can you do it again? You got into the, the finals in the bubble. Okay, now we're out of the bubble. And now you're on the precipice of going back again. He gets this one in. Hey, solidified. Coach Spolster is one of the best coaches of all time. I mean, he already on that list. I'm like, man. I, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna be a hypocrite. I, I for one had I had my I had my, my doubts about him being on that list. I'm just being real. I ain't had no doubts, but I did not doubt him. I thought Doc was a little. I was like, Spolstra, he deserved to be on there. Doc, I was like, yeah. I I personally said you could put Rudy T on there. Over Spolstra in my book, you could put Rudy T on. And if you if you honestly gave me time, I probably could have thought some other some some more. But like again, I was just sitting there saying like, really, like there there's some other coaches out there with two. Who no, you who could have made an argument? That's all I'm saying. But small, but small wins with this group? Oh yeah, then I got nothing else to say. But, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely respecting the job he's doing. But I will forever respect and fear the Heat as long as they're led by Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he has the helm, 
Never sleep on them. Long as Jimmy and Pat Riley are, are present in the building, like you got you got trouble. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's jump to the to the West Coast where the Denver Nuggets are currently handing it to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um I've said before that the Lakers can't win with LeBron as their best player. And the issue is that I don't know if Anthony Davis can be your best player, um, which leaves them where they are kind of like right now. Um, down 3-0 to a team that got like two monsters, like where they finally be like, all right, we can we can kind of slow down the Joker a little bit. Then all of a sudden, uh, Jamal Murray get loose. And now they have nothing to do with, now they don't know what to do with him. So then they have to go to the, the Steph Curry defense, which opens up Joker. Um, like, I think it was game two. Um, like, Joker was not playing well. I was like, man, he ain't he ain't really doing nothing. And then, like, after the game, I look at the box score. My man had, like, 24, 17, and 12. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like, is this not the quietest triple-double that I ain't seen in a long time? Like, monster triple-double. Like, what do you think is going on with, in this series besides, like, uh, your boy LeBron shooting terrible? And taking ill-advised three-pointers. Before you mean the same three-pointers you've been do- taking off season? Why? <laughs> why is that? I mean, that's the part that's kind of killing me. Before I even get deeper than that, the same threes he's been taking all season long, and but now it's a surprise to everybody else. I know I've been screaming that damn near with the people when my man Russ was there, but like, don't shoot Russ, that. They're too busy Russ being the scapegoat. Nobody want to see it then. Oh, you can ignore it. Now, ignore it now, can you? Man, look, the bottom line is this. Give Coach Michael Malone a standing up. Mm-hmm. He has this team prepared. And I, we didn't say it in the last episode. We definitely say it now. Denver, we owe you a huge apology. apology. Sure do. My sure God. Do. Man, we disrespected you. Apologies. Hey, I'm, I'm man enough, and I know you are as well, to admit when we were wrong. I apologize. You earned my respect. Now I'm just waiting for you to finish the job. These cats have come to play. Mm-hmm. They are not messing around. And right now, Nikola Jokic is showing why, again, why you could have easily probably gave him this MVP. Sure could have. He would have shown like, I want my trophy. He's doing a, a, a MJ to Carl Malone <laughs> like world tour right now. <laughs> He's showing like why he was the MVP. I mean, it it's... It's nothing. It's nothing beyond amazing what this dude has done. But I mean, to be honest, I've never really watched a lot of Denver games this year. Mm-hmm. It's the most I've watched Denver probably ever. Even when they were in the bubble, I didn't really pay attention to them until they got to the conference finals against the Lakers. But I've, I've honestly watched pretty much every one of their series. I think this playoffs. What from Minnesota, definitely yeah. the Phoenix, and now I mean their depth and their size. I mean, I, I sat there and said at the beginning of the series against the Lakers, it's like, you know, the Lakers got their hands full. Denver is a big team. Yeah. Now the Lakers do have size, but here's the thing though. Once you take LeBron and AD out, well, definitely I guess even more so when LeBron's not in. 
even if Jokic is out, their reserves are no joke. And my man, uh, what's his name? Bruce Brown? Yeah. Denver? I've always like, liked Bruce Brown. He was a beast in Brooklyn. He could just do dang. anything. This brother is making a name for himself these playoffs. Yeah. He is making a name for himself these playoffs. And I, again, I, I go back to Coach Mike Malone because as he said, he's like, the disrespect is, is just ridiculous. It's real. He's like, hey, we just won this game after game one. And all people are talking about now is this adjustment, this new, you know, game plan the Lakers are going to have in game two. And how that turned out. I mean, even I said the same thing. When they posted the, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the, the graphic the ESPN pulled up, you know, when uh, Hachimura was guarding the Joker for like yes. six sessions. And he missed two shots. I'm like, is that really even a stat? It's not. Like, two shots? I was like, this is this is the game plan. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're betting your finals appearance on Rui. Like, I, my... and, and Coach Malone, to his credit, he's like, look, man, nothing, they're, nothing they'll do or are doing is anything that we have not seen. We'll be ready. And that man is not live once. Think about this. If <laughs> this man had his worst game was game three. Mm-hmm. His worst game was game three when he was 9-19 and they still found a way to beat you. Exactly. Rather comfortably. I mean, go back to game two where Jamal Murray, who for the first three quarters shot, shot below 30%. Then just lost his mind. Lost his mind. That's just pride. How do you hold this man down Below 30% for three quarters in the fourth quarter, you just let him get loose. There's just no pride in that. But you know what? That's been the Lakers all year long. Hey, how many times have I come on this podcast this season, banging my head on the wall, my fist on the table, talking about, damn it, why can't y'all just hold a lead? Mm-hmm. Why can't y'all finish the job? Um, have you seen how uh, they're starting to blame D-Lo now? Now it's Gilo's fault. <clears throat> oh, it's always got to be somebody's fault. And all I could do was laugh. I, hell, I tweeted out after game or during game three. Where are the boos to LeBron with all these threes he's missing? Mm-hmm. What the? No! I was like, wasn't this the issue when Russ was here? The yep. turnovers? I mean, God, those turnovers they had in game three were just. Damn. Like, damn, your elementary school, like, how do you keep turning the ball over like this? Jump in the air, throw the ball, backcourt steal. I was like, what is the same thing you were roasting Russ about? LeBron blowing that. I, I don't know if he was trying to get fancy on that. And, I don't know what, what it was. You see, people wanted to deem you a LeBron hater. When I'm just sitting, when you just sit there and just speak out exactly what you see. The ball in the hole, man. Just, ball in the hole. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting here saying, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this cat. Again, no one's sitting here saying that LeBron still can't play. Who ever said that? No one ever said LeBron still can't play. The one issue I have this cat, who's a damn near the perfect player, has always been the will to compete. 
And you can sit up here and say, he's been to 10 finals. Yeah, but he's lost six. So we're getting constellation prizes out. Oh, because he went to 10. Well, guess what? I got other guys who've been just as many, and they won more. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets just want this more. They sure do. I am watching <laughs> the I'm watching the Los Angeles Lakers basically take advantage of an opportunity. Almost no more different than the bubble. Damn near no different. You played a Memphis team who was both internally and externally shot to hell. Yeah. You should have beat them. You play a Golden State Warrior team. <laughs> Which next episode we can get a little deeper into, you know, this whole Jordan Poole, everything else, Draymond back. But I'm just saying, you play a Golden State Warrior team. Let's just keep it real for the most part. Not really themselves. Couldn't really quite find their flow, but you handled your business. I still believe the Lakers put everything they had into that Golden State series because they wanted to win it for LeBron. Yeah. Don't let Curry beat you again. I know I said it. Let me go and get out the way. Congratulations, Brian. You you stiffed on Curry a little bit longer so you can hold on to that. It's my era. It's a little bit more. You gave him a little stiff arm. You know, you, you went about decision on the cards. It's not a knockout, but you're up by points. So it's like, okay, you beat Curry. Now you're here, and this is what we get? You want to keep on telling me, Okay, like you brought up D'Lo. And I mean, did you hear what they said? Well, he doesn't want to lose, uh, he doesn't want to lose D'Lo because if they bring him off the bench, they basically he won't want to play. Are you serious? Well, you have Russell Westbrook, who even through all the BS would come to compete anyway. Mm -hmm. Get rid of him, right? And you got shooters and you got lasers. Yeah, y'all can't throw a rock in the ocean from what I'm seeing. From three. Come on, man. I need I need the Denver Nuggets to go ahead and put the again, put the Lakers out there misery. They just want they just want to win the headlines anyway. Yeah. Well, I said, they, they can win I'm this game here. in three you know, quarters. Oh, get Kyrie. Oh, let him get Kyrie. Oh, I hope he get Kyrie. Please get him. Please get Kyrie next year. Kyrie burns down wherever he is, man. Like, all I'm saying is go and get him. By saying, Laker fans, you want to take the consolation prize? You know, eat, uh, Emmanuel Acho killed me. Well, if LeBron doesn't win it all, he's going to get roasted because he always gets hated on. Nobody's sitting there hating on LeBron. You went to the Western Conference Finals. My biggest issue with the Lakers this year was this. It's funny. The level of effort I've noticed especially from LeBron, which kind of trickles down to everybody else after the trade deadline. I'm just saying, there's a level of effort and energy I saw in the Lakers after the trade deadline based on what I saw before when Russ and Beverly and all them were there before. Mm -hmm. And I just can't help but wonder if that same level of effort would have been afforded the first time, couldn't it just still been there and probably could have had the same team now? That's just me. Yeah. That's just um me. The first half of the season, LeBron only cared about breaking a record. All day long. And then after he broke the record, 
he pretty much ain't play really till after the trade deadline. Plausible deniability. Like, that was it. Like, and I say it, like, I bet you he shuts it down, like, right after he breaks his record. And that's exactly what he did. He played like one more game. <laughs> you know, that dude, Nick Wright, <laughs> LeBron's number one groupie. Well, Right, right behind Brian Windhorst. It's between it's between it's a two it's a two man race. Nobody's gonna be Brian Windhorst. That man <laughs> owes his life to the Berlin. But I'm but I'm just sitting there saying, you know, <laughs> Nick Wright talking about it's gonna be a two two series. <laughs> I I said I'll jump after Nuggets won game two. I was like, Denver gonna go to L.A. and win one. It's gonna be three one when they go back to Denver. I don't know. It's gonna I don't even know if we're going back to Denver for three one. If they can. They just got to win three quarters. If they can crush their spirit after the third quarter, LeBron is going to fold. I don't even think it's going to take three quarters. It's like in game three. I, I basically had the Lakers out of it by – let me take a look. This part – let me let me, let me me catch myself before I say it incorrectly. So it was 58 – it was 58-55 at halftime of game three. Denver was up three. In the third quarter, it was 84-80. And then somewhere in the fourth quarter, I said, the Lakers. We went on that 13-0 run, and it was, yeah. it was game over. Said, and the Lakers just folded. And then and, and they folded like cheap chess. Now that you said, again, I'm not here to bash LeBron. And I even put him on Twitter. Those two back-to-back threes he hit to bring him back in, I think he either tied the game or brought him in back down to, mm-hmm. I think he made like 84-84 yeah. or maybe 84-82. Hey, hit him when you need him. But here we go yet again, Brian. Now you're down 3-0. Now you say all the right things in front of the camera. It's a one-game series. One game at a time. You're down 3-0. You came back 3-1 before. But I just refuse to believe I refuse to believe that Denver would let these cats come back and beat them four times in a row. I refuse to believe that. Not the way they've been playing. It's just it's it's improbable. I I refuse to believe to be this close. And especially, I mean, again, right now, I would say Mike Malone is the best coach in the playoffs right now. Slightly over Spolstra. Slightly. Mm-hmm. He's the best coach. He's the best coach. I think. Even more so than than Miami. Again, Denver got the most disrespect to me, and I think Mike because yeah, they were they were the one seed in 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 the West, and no one gave them a shot of going to the finals. And I think, that, and that's what I'm sitting there saying. That's why I think it's even more so more disrespectful. I mean, yeah, Miami's gotten their fair share of disrespect too, especially coming from where they came from. But I mean, but to be a one seed and damn, you get the same disrespect of the team that came out of the playing, right? That's an insult. It is an insult. What a two-time MVP? You can't tell me that this man's not going in that locker room and, and not telling these guys, frankly, let's let's end this. There is no point in even want to try to take it back to Denver. End it in LA right now. <clears throat> let's end it in LA right now, and we all resting until June. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it over with. Because right, because right now, I mean, just it's like this scene. It's not quite well, somewhat of a finish line. 
But to see the goal right there in front of you, what point is there to wait? And I and I refuse to believe that Jokic, I mean, he was not a 19. I mean, he was just one short of actually still shooting 50%. Think about that. He was not a 19, and that's the worst game worst he's played. game he's played. Like, he was missing so many shots that he normally makes, and he was yeah, getting frustrated. Of- to me, some of those were rushed. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show sell uh, Huchimara short. But I mean, but some of those shots from uh, Joker just felt a little rushed. Like I felt like he had it, and he's just like he just threw it up there. Not so much because of the pressure. I just think he was just like in a hurry, just a hurry to do. It. That's just me. But that was his worst game, and they still won. They still won. I refuse to believe that the Joker is gonna shoot below fifty percent again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, take your time, Joker. Like, if you can bully Anthony Davis, you can bully this dude too. Like, he ain't like he ain't nobody, man. I'll be sitting there like they be hyping up Rui. And I'll be like, all right, like, come on. I like Rui and I gotta give him his props. He's he's played well. He has his, played well. Yeah, he is he has played well. I mean, he's basically he's shown what he can do when surrounded by quality talent. I think in Washington, obviously. You know, he was, he was so he being sold a little bit short. I mean, just because the team sucked, though. That's why I feel bad for him. I mean, well, obviously Bradley Beal is going to get his. But at the same time, it's just like, well, what else can you do? You just don't have, a, like, a lot of sufficient amount of talent around you. At least with the Lakers, there's enough sufficient amount of talent around him with the Lakers where he can find his spot and he can find his spot to thrive. Like I said, he, he's done his thing. Like, well, again, if he can go to another contender or at least a quality team, he could definitely contribute. He he could definitely contribute. But I mean, but the, but with the Joker, oh no! I said, just do just do your best, Chief. Just keep doing what you've been doing. And I said, all this talk about this adjustment, man, get that that mess out of here. You're just gonna do your best. I don't care what the adjustments say. I don't care what the analytics say. Just do your best. Everybody knows AD playing like a free safety. And the thing I think about, I love about the Joker. <laughs> My man be looking for that double team kick out. Yeah. <laughs> kick he out. knows they can't do nothing with him. Like, all right. Hey, that, this is the team that knows who they are. They know exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, like, again, to me, the Lakers, even though they know who they are and their dependency upon LeBron and AD cannot be ignored, they keep trying to be something that they're not. Listen, the Lakers are on the three-point shooting team. I say it's all <laughs> – I can't help but laugh. I'm like, y'all shoot all these damn threes, and y'all still not. I thought y'all had lasers now. <laughs> lasers set the stun. The lasers are on the other team, and they are letting them fly. Hey, Caldwell Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. I mean, hey, they, they are getting quality production. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Gordon, like, maybe you've seen this. Anthony Davis is afraid to get put on the poster. When he be down there banging, Anthony Davis does not jump. So he, he picks and chooses his spots, especially I mean, especially Aaron Gordon. Because you know, if Aaron Gordon gets on at least a two steps, it's over. Run start, it's over. Anthony Man. Davis stays on the ground. Jamal Murray's in there. Anthony Davis is in there flying with, for blocks. But Aaron Gordon, he is on his feet. He, yeah, ain't, you know he ain't going nowhere. Joker too, which, which also always makes me laugh because you know what? I, I got nothing but respect for Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves has earned himself a payday. Oh, yeah, he's going to get paid. The, the kid can go. He can. But I'm sorry, he, he's exposed on the defensive end. 
Mm-hmm. He he's good to get you a charge here and there. But I say he knows he knows how to play. But man, every time I see him get switched, especially on Gordon on the block, they be hunting him. I'm like, man, I was like, man, put him in the bucket. Like, put him in the bucket. I said, yeah, I, and they they trying to hide LeBron. Like, <laughs> I mean, again, LeBron. I just want to go ahead and get this over with, man. Like I said, again, he's got to get surgery on his left foot. His right foot hurt. Okay, I get it. The bottom line is this, man. If he loses, he loses. Okay. They went to the conference finals. But if he goes down, he goes down. Yeah. I said it with a straight face from the jump. You know, my my you know hopes wish of Russ winning the title with the Lakers obviously didn't come to fruition, but I said it. Hey man, regardless, if that doesn't come to fruition, I said LeBron will never win another title again. Is the only way he does is this dude abandons ship and he goes chasing like KD, and if he does, we need to revisit it because I'm going to deduct. That's just me. That's just me. I'm going to the top. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the Athletic had a trade of LeBron to Chicago for Demar, um, Caruso, Patrick Williams, and I think it was somebody else on the Bulls. And like all the Bulls fans was like, ten years ago, like hell yeah, like today, like hell to the gnaw. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what good would y'all do? I mean, who else is gonna bring that with him? <laughs> Like, why would we want uh, a 40-year-old? I said, hey, LeBron can still play. He can still play. He but can still play. But he, as he, he, he can't go like he used to go. It ain't it ain't a sustained go. I mean, sure, obviously. I mean, but he can still play. But it's like I said during game three, because the Lakers got off to one there and notorious and somewhat slow starts. Who's going to set the tone? And that's just my thing with LeBron. Like, again, for everything this man has accomplished, I'm like, come on, dude. He, you know, in some people's eyes, the GOAT. Should you be the one setting the tone now? Mm-hmm. I mean, here you are one step away from the finals. You're one step away. You got the trades you wanted. If anything, I thought LeBron would have came into the series a little bit more invigorated. You beat Steph. You in the Western Conference Finals? What else do you need? We can all talk about how you let the first two games slip away. The bottom line is you lost. Yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't even hold home court in game three. And now you on the precipice of being swept. And I'm just going off my own fields with LeBron. <laughs> it's what I think about. <laughs> it's like I think about that face he had when they won the Eastern Conference Finals that last year in Cleveland. And they were getting ready to go play Golden State and KD again for the last time. Mm-hmm. And you saw LeBron's face on the floor. I was like, that dude already quit. That's the LeBron I'm expecting to see tomorrow. Get your numbers so you can say you played well enough personally, but y'all lost. Yeah. I I knew it was going to be over for the Lakers in this series. Honestly, in game one, when Anthony Davis had like the game of his life and like Joker had a triple double in the third quarter. And it was like, 
you played the best you could potentially play, like 40 and like something, but you got outplayed. It's a wrap. Like you the player, because he's the guy, because LeBron is at the point in his career where he can't be your best player. He can he can have a game where he can be your best player, but consistently throughout the whole series, he can't be because he just can't he can't maintain it. You know, every other day he's you know this is year. It's it's but, it's but that's, but that's where but that's where his leadership needs to come in. Exactly. Well, since they best I, player can't can't do it every night, it's a wrap. Because Anthony Davis can't do it every night either, which is why he can't be their best player. And LeBron can't be their best player. And you can't let Austin Reeves be your best player. Which in some cases he has been. Which he has been. Or you can't win when Rui is your best player. Like, which he has been. Like, you're going to lose. And I said, <laughs> we all know LeBron's a great player. One of the all-time greats. Obviously, some people have him as number two. Again, I know where I have him. That's just where I have him. He's not my GOAT debate, so take it for what you want. <sighs> These are the moments. Leader. What are you going to do? I'm not even talking about your play. What are you going to do to have your play, your your, your troops ready outside of using them as scapegoats? On <laughs> why y'all lost. Mm-hmm. And more or less why you get a pass. Because I know that's why a lot of these cats in the press are ready to do. Oh, they can't wait to give this dude another pass. But why he didn't win another championship, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have to, I just won't have the energy for it. Unless again, I just need Denver to put him out there misery. Go and sweep. I won't listen. I don't have nothing else to say. I don't expect LeBron to win another championship anyway. Me neither. I think the championships are done. Unless he just goes chasing for one. But that will be a conversation for when that happens. But right now, what you gonna do, Brian? Because these cats hang on your every word. And like I said, when I saw him in that in that press conference, I'm sorry, you say all the right things. You say all the right things, but I just don't believe I don't believe it. Show me your will to compete. Which I've always had an issue with. Mm-hmm. And right now, I feel you're gonna just basically validate me anyway. If you if you don't get swept in four. You get the gentleman sweeping five, whatever. I just want Denver to go ahead and get, just get it over with. Get them going. Let them let them win their consolation prize. Of at least they made it to the Western Conference Finals, and they can go ahead and make their excuses of well, if it wasn't for the first half of the season and yada yada yada, whatever. Let them, let them go in and have it. I don't even care anymore. Just get them out. Just get them out the play. That's all I want. Get them out. <laughs> get them. Get them out to the great finals. Huh? On to the finals. Yeah, on to the finals. Where I'm at. Just get them. Just get them out. Because, I mean, because clearly, <laughs> you clearly just don't want it. And that's not to sell Denver short. Yeah. Denver clearly wants it. They want these it. Cats, these cats are not playing. No matter what lead the Lakers get, Denver looks them dead in the face and is like, nope. Not enough. <laughs> what WrestleMania was that? Oh, my God. Who was, what WrestleMania was that? Was it Taker and Roman Reigns? Maybe, maybe it was Taker, Roman Reigns, almost <laughs> Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, the retirement, somewhere on there. No, like, they, you kept throwing the punches and they just kept sitting there shaking their head like, no, that's not going to do it. Oh, John Cena and The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> not the one we went to, but the one after. The one that. after, yeah. <laughs> John said, nah, man, not this time. 
You're going to need more than that this time, Chief. <laughs> Joker and them said, yeah, we remember the bubble. We remember. <laughs> Not this time. So you you got us then. Not this time. <laughs> so you try all you want, LeBron. <laughs> We're going to put you to sleep. Right. Like, this ain't the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the bubble. Joker's sitting there just looking at LeBron and shaking his head like, nope. No, no, LeBron. (laughs) This is not happening. (laughs) Those moves have no effect on me. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, said, I'm going to be here next year, too. LeBron hit his finisher and Joker got a one. Like, no. (laughs) No, no effect. He didn't even get a one count. He just sat up. Like, "Mm." (laughs) LeBron was in the corner, took a knee. Yeah. Catch his breath, joking the set up, like, nah, man. <laughs> it's a wrap. I said, I, I honest, I honestly cannot wait to hear the the outtake for what tomorrow is. Because I said, because no one expected this to be 3-0. Nobody did. I really wish that TNT had like the Western Conference Finals this year. I wish they had them both. Yeah, honest. because man. I wish they had them both. Yeah. And I almost wish they had the finals too. Like somebody said that uh, ESPN's coverage is like a business meeting, and TNT's <laughs> is like the family reunion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's a great analogy. I like that. And I'm like, that is like so true, man. ESPN's is so dry. It's like I just want to like, I just want to watch the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I like, I like J Rose. But yeah, no, He's the I, best respect, I, I respect Stephen A. You know, Greeny. I mean, I just like he just he just he just fits a void, like you know, like he's no Bob Costas, but I mean, he just fits the void in terms of being a host. Obviously, he's no Ernie Johnson either. No Malika Andrews, and but see, I, I live for some Doris Burke. Though. I love Doris. Doris Burke, she is a treasure, man. I love Doris and I love Hubie Brown. Yeah, oh, those yeah, are the two best people ESPN yeah. got. I, I love, I love, I love Doris on the mic. I love, I love hearing Doris. You know, but uh. But yeah, man. It, again, it just I I can't wait to hear what people are gonna say tomorrow. Cause I say again, I mean, I had to go on back three one to Denver, and I think again, that was, I think that was just me just trying to be nice. But I honestly did think the Lakers would win one. I honestly thought they were gonna win game three. Mm-hmm. But now that it's three <laughs> zero. I don't see what kind of. What kind of fight are they going to come out with now that they couldn't have came out with the first three? I don't care how close the first two games were. I don't care how game three panned out because we saw how it ended. I'm just basing it off the fact that based on your leader's track record, how he gets, when things don't necessarily go his way, I'm telling you, LeBron don't have that dog fighting. And you can sit up and blame it on year 20 all you want to. I can go back to year 10, 10 11, 12, 13, he just never was that kind of dude. He, yeah. if if LeBron had Jimmy Butler's mentality, LeBron could probably be the goat. Mm-hmm. Agree. If I put Jimmy Butler's mentality in LeBron, LeBron probably would be the goat. Man, I, I say it all the time. Anytime somebody says LeBron is the goat, and I always say, I saw twenty eleven. Like my goat would never. You know what I'm saying like he quit. That's what he does, man. Like when somebody shows you who they are, you got to believe him. Believe him. And, I, and a part of me, honestly, <laughs> can't believe I would say this out loud. I would have loved to see a Miami Laker rematch. I think, I think this this Miami team get them. Oh, I, I, them. I, even though he may never say it out loud, I know Jimmy just wants the title. 
But I, if I ever just could have a sit down with Jimmy one on one in private, off the record, I was like, Jimmy, who would you really want to be? Who would you like? Who would you want in the finals? Would you want Denver or LA? I bet you LA. Mm-hmm. I bet you Bam would too. He want that AD redemption. I know. I know he'd want LA. I know he would. But it's all good. I said again. I mean, <laughs> I, I just want. I, I have to. But let's just end this conference final. Let's just get them over with. Let's get it. I will be upset if the Lakers win tomorrow and Boston wins on Tuesday. Oh, I'll be, I'll, I will be, I will be peeved. Like, let's just end it. Let's get everybody over. get. Let's everybody get rest. Exactly. Let's get get ready for these finals on Sunday, man. Hey, get ready. Get ready for the finals in June. I, I'm actually. I won't mind a, a Denver, uh, Miami finals. I know yeah. people sit there and try to sell it like you no, know, it'd be like a Spurs, you no, know, like a Spurs final, or whatever. I was like, I don't think so. Nah. And you know, like both teams will bring it. There, oh, yeah. there will be no game where a team just lay, you know, just lays down. That's that's going to be a competitive final. That would, I mean, honestly, that would almost remind me of a, a Detroit Spurs final. I mean, when it was, it was exciting to me. Yeah. Two different styles, but these cats came to fight. And they and they went the distance, you know. Spurs took it to seven. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I like to see. I like to see com- competition, man. Competition. That, that's that's what I want to see too. And I said, but right now, we're definitely ain't seeing the Eastern Conference Finals and uh, LeBron and y'all. Again, let's let's just get it over with, Chief. Let's just get it over with. Before we wrap this up, uh, we have to spend just a couple minutes just speaking on the passing of Jim Brown. Yes, um, yes, yes. All-time great, not just in sport, but also just in life and what he meant to, like, the African-American community, the civil rights movement. Like, shout out to to Jim Brown and everything that he did. Anything you want to say about, about Mr. Brown? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Brown. Uh, I said, uh, again, in one of my tweets that Jim Brown is a legend among legends. You know, he's to me in that just in that rare club of unique legends slash icons where I just feel like like you can't touch them. Like these guys you just cannot touch. Mm-hmm. Ali, Jim Brown, Bill Russell. If you wanted to throw, I think you can throw MJ. I mean, I'm, just those level, those kind of level of greatness that's just so hard, unfathomable to touch. That's what I think about Jim of Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as the athlete, and, and as you said, you no, know, what he meant to the African American community, you know, he was at that forum with you no know, Bill Russell, the most iconic photograph. Yeah, I, absolutely, and I, and I said it again, you know, along with Bill Russell, yeah, Ali, Kareem. and of course, you no, know, uh, Lou but now Cream Abdul Jabbar who was there, and along with those other great athletes who were all there. I mean, they helped lay the blueprint for what we see now, mm-hmm. and I think that's just. Something that should never be taken for granted, especially by our, you know, our black athletes, men and women, in terms of when they take these stands on a social level, of like no realize the shoulders you're standing on. You know, especially when those things weren't as they are today. You know, I think sometimes we, you know, it's easy to take for granted what we have today based on what we come from. I mean, remember, I mean, Jim Brown's a man to be, you know, respected as a man. When, as a people, we weren't even seen as men. They called mm-hmm. you boy. And this man sat there and said, no, not with me. 
not with me. He let it be known. He was Jim Brown, and Jim Brown was no joke. I mean, you hear about a lot of other stories about when it came to Jim Brown. And, I mean, you can tell, I mean, just the, the respect that he commanded. Yeah. I mean, he, he I say again, he, he, was, he was definitely unique. And to me, I mean, it's not that it's a competition, but to me, again, Jim Brown, to me, will always be the most iconic figure in sports history in Cleveland, to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he will always be the one. I, I love the the motion, like the time when LeBron bowed, bowed to Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. I think, to me, that was one of the most iconic moments. I think he's just... You know, recognizing obviously this is who this man was, who he who he who he is, who he was. I mean, that'll never change. Again, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Brown. Obviously, our condolences go out to the Brown family during this time. No, but I mean, again, there'll, there'll never be another one of those. Never, never. There'll, there'll, there'll never be another Jim Brown. I think it just again we lost. You know, obviously, my all-time favorite athlete, Bill Russell, last year, and now we lost Mr. Brown this year. You know, I mean, we're, I say it's just truly a change of the guard. Like a lot of the legends that we lost, we lost Pele. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago, too. I mean, we we have lost some. Like, like I said again, pay, put Pele in that group. Yeah, I'm like again, like just those that group of athletes that just icons. Where it's just like you can't to to, to have your name mentioned with them. You really, really got to be great. Exactly, and we need to treasure Kareem while we still got him. Absolutely, absolutely. But no, but no, rest in peace to Mr. Brown. Definitely so. So true. So go ahead and drop your socials, man. Yes, sir. As always on Twitter, I'm at the T H E M C G O D as in David, I B as in Victor A at the Mika Diver on Twitter. And I am at J Sug at J A Y S U G G also on the Twitter. Until the next time, y'all, we out. Put them out there, misery. Old Yeller. Woo! <laughs>